Yeah, you live to Amari and it's going to be a dance break. So don't make it too long. So I've been doing this thing where I just surprise everyone and let them know that we are starting. So <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Seek Therapy Podcast. It is me, Jasmine. I am here with Julie. Julie, you going to say hey? Hey, guys. <laughs> and you know, my fiance is here. <laughs> you can't say what it do, baby, anymore because apparently Kawhi is trying to trademark it. He didn't it. trademark it, though. They said no. Oh, that. just That's kidding. Why I said, hey, 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 it's new. It's new. Uh, nothing. Oh, hey, hey, hey. I see. <laughs> so we have a special guest that is, you know, she's here with us virtually. You know, I just love technology sometimes um, whenever I know how to work it. Um, we have Miss Tracy. What is, what's Panak. your new last name going to be, Mrs.? I know. So right now it's Tracy Panak, but it will eventually be Tracy Lovelace. Yes. Let them know. Yes. Let them know. Yes. <laughs> that is yeah. a smooth last name. So, yes, we have Miss Tracy here. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Do you want to let everyone know you know who you are why you wanted to collab with us yes so i'm a licensed marriage and family therapist i have a private practice in norwalk connecticut um and i work with i actually have worked with all different ages all the way down to young children but right now i really specialize in working with women and couples I really like to do a lot of work with women around life transitions, such as breakups or various losses that could be deaths, work, all sorts of things like that. And couples around various couples issues. So oftentimes that's communication, that's parenting stuff, that's um, just trying to be on the same page with their different expectations and things like that. Um, So yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yes, come on, black girl magic. <laughs> hey. So we have Miss Tracy here, and you know, we're just gonna treat her just like family because you know we are. Hey. So let's go ahead and check in about our highlights and our challenges. I guess I'll start. Usually I put the person on the spot, but you know what? <laughs> it's okay. Um, so my challenge this week would just be that my job just up and decided that we would have supervision today. Like I got a text at like 8.50 something in the morning. So it just like, oh, forget your clients, like yeah. <laughs> supervision. Yeah. So that was a challenge because um, I wasn't able to see all my kids right. and that's not normal for me. So that was a challenge and my highlight was i went to a retreat this weekend Mm. in the mountains and i got to spend time with my mom and just you know be in community so that was really nice and needed so yeah what about you julie (laughs) (laughs) um my highlight for this week is that my birthday is coming up. Of course. <laughs> Just had to bring it up <laughs> one more time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm really excited because I'm having a party for my birthday for the first time in oh. like legitimately like 26 years. No, 
Last party I had was when I was nine. So it's like Girl, 19. Girl, you about the Yeah, I was like, that's not. <laughs> How old do you think you are? <laughs> Just to let you know, Tracy, I'm not. She's not. Enough. She's not. <laughs> at all. Me either, though. So. That's why we do what we do. <laughs> I tell that to people all the time. Like, yeah, 26 years. <laughs> so you have had a party since you was two. Because <laughs> you're about to be oh, 28. Oh, I am about to be 28. So. so I'm excited about that. My challenge, though, is the party. Because it's stuff I didn't even think about. Like, I'm having it after dark, so I kind of need lights. Like, yes. I need tables. I need chairs. Like, oh, I need yeah. drinks for people who aren't drinking alcohol. Like, I totally skipped my mind. So alcohol? That's what I was saying. <laughs> well, some of my friends who work at night, if they can't get their shifts covered, they're going to mm. come and still go to work. Mm. Like, Gabby doesn't have to okay. be working until 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> like vegans at a barbecue. Like, why are you here? To <laughs> <laughs> celebrate me. <laughs> so that I have to do all that stuff in such a short time span. But I'm also going out of town this weekend. So You're it's tripping. Just... Mm-hmm. My mom yeah. today was like, "Hey, Julianne, um, are you getting the tables yet?" I said, "Yeah." Didn't even know she was getting tables, raggedy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. And I'm Googling, how much are tables? Girl. <laughs> how much are chairs? Not Googling. <laughs> but I found like a like a a fancy name brand party like place. And like it was like a dollar a chair for like regular like faux mm-hmm. white chairs and like five dollars a table. So I'm sure like in over here it might be a little cheaper. Yeah. So I'm hoping for the best tomorrow because that's <laughs> when I'm gonna get them. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yes, good luck. <laughs> so what about you, Tracy? What's your highlight? What's your challenge? Um, let's see. My challenge this week is being behind on notes, paperwork. <laughs> that's, that's something that, uh, you know, goes up and down. Some weeks I'm on it, and I'm just like, yes. And yeah. other weeks I'm like, mm. So yeah. um, that's the challenge this week. Let's see. Highlight. Well, let's see. I have a four-year-old son and I have a three-month-old son and so my my three-month-old son he's suddenly just uh just becoming way more aware of his surroundings right now so he's just in that phase where he's like you know cooing and talking and all that good stuff Mm -hmm. so um, so yeah that's been exciting seeing him really engage with his environment oh congrats what's his name (laughs) His name's Dorian, and my older son is Tristan. Oh, yeah. Those are. Uh... <laughs> yes, yes, they are. I love Dorian. See, like now it's on the list. Dorian, Dorian. <laughs> you have so, to give her credit. Yes. <laughs> what about you, babe? Highlight challenge. Challenge of the week is just making it through a week because it's cold and waking up in the morning. Yes. It's a challenge in itself when it's cold and it's 5 a.m. and you're tired. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's my ongoing challenge. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A highlight of the week, of the weekend, week, whatever. Uh, Oh, Call of Duty came out. That's one, of course. Uh, yeah, okay. I haven't. How is it? I haven't played it. I got it, and then upload like was downloading the 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 update, and then I fell asleep. 
Um, so I haven't played it yet. Dang, yeah, yeah, I haven't had a chance to play it either. And speaking of update, I updated my driving situation. I got a new Go way. Nice oh, nice. <laughs> Yay. So is that your new new too? <laughs> oh, a new it car? Be, but I forgot about that. No, I was going to do something else. What is your new new? Let's get, wait. Well, like, you know, I have to say my spiel. You know, I like to put my people on to the new things that I'm listening, <laughs> eating, drinking, watching, dancing, workouting. And I think I covered everything. So what's your new new? Uh, other than the other than the car, uh, my new new, I was going to say the whiskey that we got just because we haven't had that one before. <laughs> and it's Whiskey Wednesday. It oh, whiskey Wednesday. WW. Shout out to Les. Yes. Les drink. <laughs> um, yeah, it's cheap whiskey for what? For, for food for less? It was like, I don't know. $16 or something, and it's like 90 proof. Oh, that's lit. Right. And it's not as bad as a cheap whiskey would we think. Would or be. a cheap vodka. <laughs> bad news. Bad news. It came in a glass bottle, so we at least get set. <laughs> that's a start. <laughs> right. That's the minimum. <laughs> We're almost Terrible. 30 now. We got to up our we standards. Have to, we have to get it together. You know, no plastic bottles in 2020. None. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> Period. Um, so me, my new new was, oh, I started, it's not new at all. It's not a new show or anything, but it's new to me. So I don't know, maybe if y'all haven't watched it, you could tune in too. I started watching Married to Medicine. And let me just tell you, these women's is some kind of petty. Mess. <laughs> the shade is real, so do not tune in if you're looking for <laughs> upliftment because, because yeah, the it won't be uplifted. Huh? Is this, where is the premise of the show? Married to medicine? Is it's like some premise? it's some doctors and then some women that are married to doctors. I'm assuming the doctors are like wow. like they look down on the girls who are married yeah. to them. Yeah. So it's like house house. <laughs> Yeah, wow. it's on the same channel. As house? As housewives, yeah. Oh. Bravo. So yeah, that's my Nunu. What about you? Hey. Hey. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> so I think we talked about this last week, but I just want people to know about Disney X, Disney Plus. Oh, I just want a commercial for that. That is going to be lit. All the Disney movies. Is that yeah. the streaming service? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, it's whatever. I'm not like worried about it but they're gonna have all of marvel because i forgot disney mm-hmm. owns it now of national course. geographic stuff and old school disney so all the mm-hmm. films from our childhood we can watch all of it yeah the wires into it the oh. that's a ravens mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> yes there was that movie <laughs> that disney movie that was like mad deep it was about a black girl and a white girl. Like they were like the, the color of friendship. <laughs> Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The color of friendship. I'm sure that's okay. going to be on it. Yes. They own Star Wars or all those movies. I'm sure they're all going to be on it. So I'm excited. And Verizon sent us a text saying that that's going to be included in our unlimited. So, hey. Yeah, I need to hold on because oh. I saw someone else text message about that. Let me call my Verizon real quick. Wi Fi, they just say you can let it try, try it for three months free. I was like, man, we have the Wi Fi in our, in our, own, like, our own little Wi Fi situation. Hmm. So we know. We'll see. Side note. Side note. So, what about you, Tracy? What's your new new? 
Um, so again, for me, it's new to me, maybe old to some people, but I started, so when I was on maternity leave, I was doing all my Netflixing and just trying to watch all the shows. So I got way into it and found on Netflix two shows. One is called Working Moms and the other is called The Letdown. And they're both around like uh, moms and new babies and all that stuff, but they're really funny. So um, that's on Netflix. And then on HBO, I got into the show Succession, which I think is in its second season. And then The Righteous Gemstones, which is hilarious and it's in its first season. And that one is with um, John Goodman and he's... Uh, the head of like a mega church and his family runs um, like a mega church and it's, it's so good. Um, but those two shows, I binge them. So Succession and The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. Check them out. Hey, we're going to have to check it out because we got HBO too. <laughs> yes. So, um, Julie, do you have a talk? I was gonna talk about insurance, but I wanted to talk about it when like I know it all. Cause I was upset about that. When I text you, you guys. Yeah, mm -hmm. you were. Because if I have regular insurance, life insurance, if God forbid I die, that should cover me. I shouldn't have to have accidental death insurance as well. well what is what is, Who dies uh, what on, is mm, accidental never mind. death? So <laughs> that's what me and my coworker are talking about. Like what is an accidental death? Is it me in the crossfire of a gang shoot? Is it me tripping and falling and like I bust my head open? Like what is an accidental death? Mm -hmm. There was no like asterisk mark next to it for me to press it and it didn't have like a list of accidental deaths. Mm. So I'm trying to figure out why would I pay extra for this? Because if I die, I die. My life insurance should be there to cover this stuff. Is this that email they sent you with the added benefits? <clears throat> mm -hmm. oh, okay. Because I'm trying to be an adult and like, you know. You're not trying, you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to master adulting. And I'm trying to like get, like, I'm upping my insurance for like, you know, just in case. Because last year oh, I was look like, at hey, you. right. Responsible decisions. And exactly. I have to, you know, I'm turning 28 now. So <laughs> <laughs> we're on the way out of 30. I mean, I was going to say via Wikipedia, some of the covered accidents include traffic accidents, exposure, homicide, falls, heavy equipment accidents, and drowning. And those are accidental deaths, yeah, according to Wikipedia. Traffic. Traffic accidents. So, like, do you get T-boned? You die. Oh, uh, technically, you know, yeah. Exposure to whatever radiation is on. Mm -hmm. Homicide falls. Okay, so stuff that get yeah. Okay. So okay. So hypothetical. Mm -hmm. I'm at work. I fall off the jet bridge. American would be, would be paying. Yeah. Accidental. Life insurance would be paying, and my life insurance would be paying. Which but means, isn't accidental just for death? No, like I'm, I die. Yeah, oh, you're dead. Oh. So American yeah. would be paying. Uh -huh. That insurance would be paying, and then my other insurance. Hmm. That's a lot, but I mean, that's a lot. But I mean, you know, what can we do about get it? Get them back. Somebody getting them back. <laughs> Bruce and Joe, brother B and JoJo, splitting that three dollars. You know I mean. <laughs> Not three dollars. <laughs> wow. You get that gas money back. No ma'am. No ma'am. No ma'am. So, you know, I we were talking to Tracy a little bit earlier and I just I found out that we have the same kind of passion and our ideal population. 
she wants she works with women and working through transitions and things like that and relationships those are both of the things i want to do you know i want to work with i also i want to work on like teen girls and up to yeah. that because of that transition yes <laughs> it's a tough one and it's it's funny you say that because it's only very recently that i'm kind of niching down more and more because I actually do work with teen girls. So my age range is actually 11 years old and up. So I have mm -hmm. a, a number of teen girl clients and I agree because for me, it's all about working with girls at, at what I call the, the mean girls phase comes in oh, around yeah. middle school where that dynamic comes in with friends, <laughs> not friends, kind of friends, frenemies and all of all of that. A mess. It is. Also that scary drama. They tell me stuff and I'm like, oh, it is. Goodness. And then they got access to the internet and what and yeah, posting and yeah, <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, so so yeah, so definitely, I think that's so important. And working with working with the girls helps them to be able, to, like you said, to transition into healthy adulthood as women. Yes. So yeah, and make the life choices. Yes. Yes. So you know, we've all had relationships that did not and the way that we wanted them to or maybe you didn't want it to in that way but you know sometimes we get our heart broken and it feels like it's gonna last forever and everything is just so bad you yeah. know during that time and so Tracy wanted to talk about, you know, healing from heartbreak. And I think that is something that a lot of people need to talk about. We need to talk about it. We need to hear about it. And we need to kind of get some tools to help us so that we're not just, you know, eating the ice cream on the couch and, you know, right. crying yeah. all day, <laughs> skipping out on work and, you know, whatever, whatever those maladaptive coping skills may be. Right. So, I just want you to tell us a little bit more, you know, mm -hmm. about your work with healing people yeah. with heartbreak. Um, definitely. I think that one of the key things is this idea of like time heals all wounds, mm -hmm. which time definitely has a big part to do with it. Time yeah. passing definitely helps to dull the pain of a number of things. But I do have this, you know, this idea that it's not just the passing of time, but it's what it's the work that we do in that time. Yeah. So your healing process and healing journey, I think, you know, moves along more smoothly when you are deliberate about your healing. Yes. That applies to any type of healing. So I, I really yeah. like to talk with clients about comparing an emotional wound to a physical wound because mm -hmm. that seems to connect best with people. Yeah. Because we don't really, um, we don't question getting help and healing for physical wounds but emotional ones that just seem to be so hard for us to like grapple with but i'm like you break your leg nobody's telling you oh just put a band-aid on it you'll be all right be okay <laughs> right and you're like i gotta get to the doctors and fast and, exactly. and even if you're really on top of your health then you're going to the doctors to be preventative and proactive by just going to get physicals and stuff before something happens but exactly. with mental health and emotional health you just don't seem to think that way no and we have to be in dire crisis yes to get help and even then sometimes we're like oh just suck it up and it's like okay but again if i had a broken leg you wouldn't be saying that exactly 
the same thing. So I always say like with an emotional wound, just like with a physical wound, if you don't properly address the wound, like clean it out, get the mm-hmm. stitches you need, that sort of thing, then sure, time passes. And that wound, that physical wound might start to heal in quotes or, the, mm-hmm. you know, skin will grow over it, but it's going to heal weird and funky and might get infected and all these different things. <laughs> exactly. The same thing emotionally, if you don't address it and deal with it, time is going to pass. Absolutely. With or without us. With or without. With mm-hmm. or without us. But how you, you know, how you get through the time and how you end up from point A to point Z, that could, that that can be, you know, uh, there are a lot of factors that determine that. And if you're not properly addressing these emotional wounds, then it's not, you know, regardless of the passing time, it's not going to turn out well, ultimately. So. Exactly. So, you know, I came to people online and let me just say, okay, y'all, I got, I got a lot of, I don't got a lot of followers, but I got like a cool amount, you know, and y'all love to look and see what I'm posting. But whenever I'm asking for feedback, don't nobody got nothing to say. <laughs> so I just want, I want y'all to do better, okay? Because I care. I want to, you know, I want to make sure that I'm helping people. Obviously, if we follow each other, it's because we have some sort of relationship. So I, I, come on, come on, support. More interactive. Yes, you know, because you guys can even tell us what you want us to talk about. And I'm not saying we might talk about it, but we could, (laughs) you know? But if you don't tell us, how are we gonna know? So that's my caveat on that. Anyways, so I did reach out to people and I asked for questions regarding the topic. So I think that a good question to start with would be, what is closure? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> mm, that's how we're starting. Okay. Right. Okay. Like, we're not even getting like intro yeah. no skipping I'm steps. ripping it up. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what What does everybody think closure is? Ooh, I, I will start by saying, I think that it is subjective. Like, it is definitely specific to the person. Definitely. Um, yeah, because as I'm sitting here going through, okay, what is closure? I mean, that can look different for everybody. I mean, different things for everybody. And especially if it's like a relationship. I guess whenever I think of closure, I think of like that last conversation that you have with someone. And hopefully, like, you're able to kind of say how you feel um, and how you guys got to this point from your point of view. And, you know, maybe have dialogue, maybe not. But I can't say that I've ever had that experience. Right, right. (laughs) You know, some closure has just been me coming to terms with, you know, the relationship ending. And, you know, that's that. Right. It was never like, okay, well, we need to talk about why we're ending. It's like, okay, that's that. I'm going to start in the process. So another question that was in was, how do you deal with not getting closure? Mm-hmm. Would this also bring in, like, I think what comes up sometimes people ask about um, not 
like this whole idea of forgiveness and like Mm -hmm. if you don't get an apology or like waiting for an apology that never comes that sort of thing I think Mm -hmm. this kind of ties into that too yeah Um, this this idea and forgiveness is something that I myself am still grappling with in terms of like the idea of some will say you know you have to forgive in order to move on in order to heal move forward I don't know I don't know that you have to (laughs) (laughs) and and I think yeah I think that uh, I think I think and I really say I think because it's something I still really you know try to grapple with but I think that you can not have forgiven what somebody has done Yes. And still not allow it to completely bring you down in life and throw you off track. Like you can still move forward with your life and also not have forgiven someone. It doesn't have to equate to constant bitterness exactly. that, that brings you down. And okay. whenever it does end up with you being bitter and just like always bringing it up and stuff like that, you know, that is means for you to hashtag see therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Period. Well, what would Jesus do? Aren't you supposed to forgive and turn the other cheek and all that good stuff? It's a work in progress, you know? <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> because... Just, everybody's like, oh, just let it go, forgive. Because... Like the forget. older generation... I mean, there's still uh, that. people that are mm-hmm. our age and say the same thing. But even, like, growing up, if I was upset about something and I wanted an apology, my mom's like, no, girl, go apology those dishes or, you know, <laughs> something like that. Black parents, yeah, exactly. you gotta do better. Apology to your parents is like, but that is something that needs to be normalized because parents mess up too. Parents are people. <laughs> so yeah. why wouldn't you apologize to this little person that you have oh, yeah. that you're role modeling and teaching mm-hmm. life? Of course. And that can be an extent on how they grow up, though, because if I never hear an apology from my parents. Right. How am I going to expect someone to apologize to me over something big? Which I get, but on the devil's advocate, okay, because my mom, her parents were not like, oh, apologizing or, oh, telling her what's going on. But in turn, she saw that and was like, I don't want that for my kids. I'm going to be transparent with my kids. I'm going to apologize to my kids. So, you know. It's, it's both sides mm-hmm. um but we did what we do best and that is digress <laughs> <laughs> well we caught it early but we did we'll usually we'll be like okay <laughs> now what's your favorite bread exactly exactly so you know moving on to the next question i have someone who asked me what are healthy coping mechanisms for healing from a breakup? And then a follow-up question. Are y'all ready? I don't know. I don't think you are. <laughs> Is sleeping with other people to get over a relationship problematic? That is so Ooh, that's that. a fun one. It is. I, I, I got the email. I got the text and I said, whew. <laughs> That is so funny because I asked my story, like, how do you deal with the breakup? And literally three people said, I'm going to read the exact answer. To get over someone, get under someone new. Yes. Where is I've heard that, that one. Good. Yes. Oh, you said that. Again. <laughs> That's like the go to. 
But when I, like, three people said it, like, yeah. and when I went to my first, like, real breakup. Mm. Let's talk about it, sis. <laughs> uh, well, okay, we so are, we're jump. a safe space that everyone can hear. <laughs> that everyone can hear, but yes, like I talked about in the retreat, sorry, but I just mm-hmm. have to. Um, I think that it's something beautiful about being able to be transparent about your story and experiences Mm -hmm. because that helps people to really gravitate and really like feel good. Yeah, connection. And so we don't got to say names, you know. Oh, I wasn't going to. Well, obviously, you're not going (laughs) to say the name, but you know, I just think that we we should share. I'm going to share. (laughs) <laughs> so it was a two-part question there was the coping skills coping, or coping. yeah so what are some okay. healthy coping mechanisms okay. for dealing with heartbreak and then is it okay to get up under somebody <laughs> get over so, somebody <laughs> part, part one that's actually something that I'm I'm building a course on about healing from breakup I'm thinking I'm gonna call it from bitter to better Something Ooh, like that. Come on, Black yes. Thank you, thank you. I so like yes, yeah, so that so some some highlights, just a, a couple of like highlights, I guess, from things that I talk about um, in terms of coping with breakups and healing from heartache is I think the very first step is this whole idea of grieving, mm-hmm. and because I think we associate grief all the time with death specifically but you grieve any sort of major loss and a relationship is a loss and especially a serious relationship or a long-term relationship or let's say there were kids involved or marriage Mm -hmm. and any of that you definitely grieve that but I do think that people sometimes feel like they need permission to see it as a loss that's worth Mm -hmm. grieving Mm -hmm. because rather than a okay I just got to suck it up and keep moving and this is that but like no if someone if someone dies, you have a funeral and you, you know what I mean? You memorialize them and, and things like that. The same thing, you know, the same idea should be applied to uh, a relationship loss. There's so many losses involved in that. You're losing your partner, your way of life, maybe the, the house you live in, uh, having both parents in the home for your child. I mean, the, the list is endless of the things that you could lose. So the first step I think is to really acknowledge this is a loss that is important for me to grieve, which then means you're, you're allowing yourself to have the feelings that you have about it and to identify those feelings because more than just sadness is involved in a breakup and more than just anger is involved in a breakup. You might have some yeah. guilt, some shame, some embarrassment, confusion, all sorts of things mm-hmm. that come with that. And I think it's important to be able to say, what am I feeling and exactly. why? And how do I want to feel instead? And what are the things that I can do to get there? And that's kind of where the moving forward process starts to happen. And so then we're bringing in things like good old self-care, but it really is important because when you're going through something that's so hard that can really uh, throw you off track in life, you need the self-care to help balance things out on the other side. So that's everything from, you know, getting the, the physical rest that you need to getting the emotional support that you're looking for. So, you know, socializing with people who you trust and who support you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, it can be journaling about your feelings. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I actually really like to do specifically is gratitude journaling, because mm-hmm. when you are in, in such what can be a dark place, it 
is really helpful to to challenge yourself to find the bright spots in order to not stay stuck in that hole. So I think that that's an important piece too. And yeah, dating is one of the things that I say can be a helpful tool when it comes to healing moving forward. But I think there also are very um, important things around dating and how you date after a breakup. And so that's where I guess we could like lead into the whole conversation around getting under somebody to get over somebody (laughs) else sort of thing. Um, In and of itself, I say it can be helpful, but Mm -hmm. you want to be really thoughtful about what you're doing and why. And you need to be very clear and honest with yourself and with that other person, because that's where people get into trouble. Mm -hmm. I, you know, am over here thinking it's going to be this and you're over here thinking it's going to be that like that starts to I have this whole little like relationship categories that I break things down into is everything from you know someone being a stranger to an acquaintance to a purely platonic friend then there's friends with benefits then there's dating casually which means we are we can see other people go on dates with other people there's dating exclusively where we've decided we're only dating one another, but we are not yet in a relationship because the next level from there is relationship. And this is so yeah. important because relate when I think it was being in a committed relationship, it's pretty much a decision that you decided to start building your life together with someone. Yeah. And that it can look different. I'm not saying like that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, people move in with each other at different times, stuff like that. But the general idea is we're bringing things together to move forward in a, in a life together. Dating exclusively is we've dated other people, gone on dates with other people and decided, okay, you know what? We want to just see each other, but we're still working out and figuring out and deciding if that means forming an actual long-term committed relationship moving forward together in life. So what gets tricky is people might have ideas doing you know it's kind of like they'll start expecting relationship behavior relationship things from someone who is actually thinking that they're in a casual dating relationship yeah mm-hmm. it gets messy yeah. yeah it gets messy and the friends with benefits one is is a particularly tricky one the because messy. yes <laughs> yes because people i i think people will call a friend call something a friends with benefit relationship but really truly having expectations of a, a dating relationship which i think it, like i said is even different i view friends with benefits as yep they may be people who are actually friends they have a physical sexual relationship they very well may connect uh emotionally as well and have good conversation and and like to hang out but they're not doing that with the intention of us forming something to move forward. The issue yeah. is that a lot of times one person is clear about that and the other person thinking, oh, but but maybe we are going somewhere with exactly, this. Exactly, exactly. And you have, to, you have to be honest with yourself and the other person. Like, what I want from this situation is this. Can, yeah. Is that okay with you? Yes or no? That's where it starts But getting. you know what? That is, that is setting boundaries. Yeah. And that is something that needs to happen especially if you are dating someone after a a serious breakup yeah you know you have to be clear about what you want and you know set those boundaries for what you will and will not 
you know, participate in yep. and then go from there because anything else is messy as hell. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, we're ready for you to continue. Oh, no, it's, it's different for, for, well, oh let's hear the men's point yeah. of view. Because well, I, I guess I would probably be more to it. I don't know. Because if you are guys that journal and do all that and mm-hmm. like do yoga, like all, every other thing, and there's mm-hmm. other guys that just, all right, we're going to go work out and try to bag the next one and get, yeah. even though like you're not actually working through any of the issues, you're just trying to, the right. short so then how do you deal with you know a relationship ending that you were a part of for however many years um i guess ac the stages of like the end of the relationship it's like you're in a relationship then you get like all right this might be going the other way Mm -hmm. then it's like you made the decision before you like actually the breakup Mm -hmm. occurred you made a decision in your head right that this is over with then you might branch off and either, you know, I may already start accepting applications. <laughs> and <going> to- Sorry. <laughs> or you actually do the breakup and then y'all, you know what I mean? Then like that's usually, I mean, at that point, there's pretty much the closure's already been between it's happening in your head and what well, might be like between me like saying, all right, I think this is over with and actually this is over with, that was like, between that and that's the closure. After that point, I don't need to have any conversation or mm-hmm. that's it. Like I'm not yeah, we have that conversation for a while breaking up. Like um, and then after that you yeah, try to I don't know, get the next one just to I don't know, reset. I don't know what I don't know how you want to verbalize it, but so have you ever had like a conversation about like why y'all broke up and how was that a good conversation? Was it a conversation you started or did she start it? Uh, I started because both of my previous your your little ex- said, <laughs> your little play right, thing. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was the one that did the but then I initiated the conversation and it was that's what it was. It was not a good conversation. It was not a good conversation because. You know what I mean? But I saw like this is not going, this is not ending. What do you think is going to end? So that's what you said. No, I'm just oh. in my head. I'm already made that decision. Like, all right, yeah, I already right. like into the relationship thinking that the end goal. Mm-hmm. You know, just relationship just to like, because then you're just BSing. You got to be honest. Like, I'm not trying to. This ain't gonna be nothing other than we hanging out and doing that. Mm-hmm. But if it's actually in a relationship, like committed relationship, then that's you. Uh, you're assuming that you're building towards towards the end goal. Towards making a life together. Right. And then once you be like, all right, this is not going to end up. So then you got to. So yeah, I made those. I was the initiator of those conversations. And then afterwards, it was like, I don't know, you go through the emotions or whatever. Like, all right, it's like you no longer are in a relationship. And you go through the pros and cons and all that stuff and whatever, have you deal with it. Me, it was just I had the ability to not get hang out with my other friends, or I was like, I was already introverted, so it was I like feel you. <laughs> more video games and like the friends I was hanging out because I couldn't make you know, like you'd be like the first time it was I would be guilt tripped if I was trying to go out with my, yeah. with my boys, so now I can and not feel bad about it, or I can do whatever I wanted to do. But you usually, with somebody. <laughs> right. so for me, it was like picking up more skills and. 
doing stuff like that. So nothing. So you were working to avoid dealing? Like, I were mean, you hurt? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. It's probably linked also with like other everything else, but it wasn't like just from a relationship. It was like now I don't have that responsibility of dating somebody. Now I can be working and not be in the house or whatever. Because right. if I'm in the house myself, then you can be thinking about stuff and then you get more depressed and sad and that leads to doing everything else. So if I'm just working, then I work, sleep, work, sleep, then I don't have to deal with mm-hmm. or think about. Then you're or, just distracting yourself. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Which distraction is to be one piece of the healing process. Uh, yeah. Just moving on with your day-to-day life. Again, if you're a parent, parenting your child, going to work, keeping the house clean, like those sort of day-to-day tasks still need to get done, right? So mm-hmm. that can be an, a part of the healing process. Not d- distracting yourself so much in terms of refusing to address your feelings and what's mm-hmm. going on. Exactly. But there are day-to-day tasks that do help relieve some of the emotional pain that's going on in the moment. So sometimes you can get a few hours of relief because you're really focused on work, stuff like that. It's it's all a part of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, but uh, Joe, you made a good point about like sometimes people like having decided in their mind that they're done with the relationship before <laughs> the official breakup. That's Been a whole there. chapter right there. <laughs> Yeah, because, and I mean, even when it comes to therapy, sometimes people come to drop their significant other off at the therapist's office. They've kind of already decided, I don't really want this anymore, but oh, fine, let's go and see this. Or this person yeah. might, I might need, you know, I want them to have support as I decide I'm done here. Yeah. yeah. But what that can equal is, so one of the things is like, when you're going through a breakup and maybe you're looking at your ex and you're like, how are they moving on so fast? Like, oh my goodness, don't they care? It wasn't important to them. Mm-hmm. They may have already moved on before you got broke up. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. what you're seeing is a person who got past that that stage that you're currently in because they did it back when you guys were actually technically right. together. So yeah. yeah. That's very true because I know that my practice relationship um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was checked out um plenty of months beforehand and so whenever he finally (laughs) broke up with me I was just like okay (laughs) perf bet (laughs) sometimes people are waiting for the other I can tell you how many times this come up where somebody's waiting for the other person to do the breaking up for for various reasons they might Mm -hmm. not want to feel guilty or Mm -hmm. they want to make the person be okay or all, all that stuff so there's that too exactly because the first one because she had a history of of issues so i didn't i didn't want to be the straw that broke the camel's back and caused like it caused something bad and i had to live with that so i was like yeah maybe if she did it then i won't feel bad because she initiated it yeah exactly um i think some coping skills that helped with me was i literally booked a flight because you know um southwest always having a random sale um so i was able to go and visit my best friend who was in sacramento at the time and just be with her brunch you know just get my mind off of things and have some good positive energy and then i just like was able to kind of re (laughs) re re-enter my old life um because 
unfortunately that relationship he tried to isolate me from my friends and things like that so i was able to slide in people dms like hey girl we could be friends again mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you like again you opened up your social network again and you, yeah. you helped yourself not be so isolated yeah that's important that you know talking about it yeah and with with, uh, with trusted people so like friends yeah. things like that or professional going back to yeah, travel is a good one because it physically gets you out of your space of, and your environment that yeah. can be triggers to to it and it also depending like where you travel how you travel let's say you go just the culture culture that's different than yours it really can help you step outside of yourself for a bit because you're getting exposed to people and things that you're not used to so that also can be helpful yeah so that and then also working out you know yeah. i've been working out can I would say consistently, you know, I've gone maybe like a week at a time without working out um, for about six years. So that is one of my biggest coping skills for anything, mm -hmm. um, because I'm trying to break that, you know, emotional eating. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. That is a maladaptive coping yeah, skill. <laughs> especially when you live a block away from Wendy's and Popeye's. Oh, no. Yeah, it's very hard that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Um, so another question. Wait, did we say if it is okay to sleep with somebody else to get over? I, I, can, so. I can see both ends of that. It is yeah. and it's also But you gotta be you gotta be you cautious. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. You can't be a, right. a thought pocket. Right, you just thought pocket mm. and boy about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if you're honest about oh. the situation <laughs> so oh, i did that <laughs> come on well do you like to tell us more <laughs> i i remember when, when i first dealt with my first heartbreak mm -hmm. and i was like depressed like I when i say depressed Depressed. Like we would like pass by like a McDonald's. Like we went to that McDonald's. Oh, no. <laughs> this it's McDonald's. <laughs> you got to chicken everywhere. Like I, I shared them with you too. <laughs> I was bad. She was. Yeah. Yeah. I would see like numbers in the street. Oh my god. And I'm like one plus two equals three, and that was how many years we were together. Oh no. <laughs> I was doing crazy stuff like that. But see, he was already checked out. Yes. And so that I didn't know that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I had he was already like good. He was good, good. And so when it was my time officially like uh, accepted, I was like, what? I was supposed to marry this man. <laughs> I was gonna be all that was all I wanted. Da -da 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 -da. That's real. <laughs> So I remember one day I was on Tumblr and I read that quote, the best way to get out over someone is to get under someone. Oh God. Oh no. <laughs> and I think it was three months into it and I was like, they are so right. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Such a freak flag. Right. <laughs> I remember hitting up someone close to me and I said, you know what, let's do it. Like. <laughs> All right. Sure. <laughs> All right. I'm like, cool. Come over. And I'm like, okay. And of course, during the moment, you I'm just like, start crying. No. Oh. 
Girl, that's to be our position. <laughs> you ain't no good. <laughs> I thought she was going to cry. Oh my God, I can't. But no, during the moment, I'm like, oh, I'm not even thinking about him finally. But then you yeah. still had those times where you're at home and you're back by yourself. And I'm like, right. oh, shoot. That yeah. was fun, but I'm still. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing, too, about healing from from heartache. It is not the straight line upward. Like, you're going to have your good days, your good moments, your bad days, your bad moments. One hour, you're like, oh, yeah, I got this. I'm good. And then the next hour, you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, expect that. That's like having realistic expectations of the healing process is so important because otherwise you can feel like you're you're failing at it or something or that you're going backwards. And the truth of the matter is, it's an up and down process. So. Yes. No, it really is. That was definitely a process. I remember, I feel like Issa Rae before Issa Rae was like Issa Rae on Are you um, talking about on Insecure? You know her last name is not Rae. Yeah, I know. The- I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Issa on Insecure before like it was a thing. Yeah. I was fine so I had like a rotation I had this one I had this one I had this one rotation but then when this one went out of you know he accepted his application for somebody else oh no and <laughs> you didn't tell me that you were I thought I thought you weren't interviewing your offer letter. right there, there we go but he thought it was one thing he thought it was he decided it was another exactly so now I'm like wait all y'all wait you're, you're going away too what oh you Oh, oh, no. Oh, cool. Now I'm back to being by myself. Uh, but I feel like at that point, I wasn't one plus two equals three. I wasn't right. Like, you were in a different place. Uh, yeah. I was a different, I was better now. So I was okay in with a different place by myself. And mm-hmm. back to Tumblr, they said the best way to start you know, becoming the old you is dating yourself. So I took myself to the movies. Oh, I okay. went to. Um, <laughs> I thought she was talking about dating somebody like herself. No. <laughs> oh, <that's okay. laughs> Cheesecake Factory, and I went there by myself. Like it was so uncomfortable at first. I'm just like, they're like, "Are you waiting for someone else?" No, mind your business. Me, it's just me. But like, those are things that you have to do because you don't. At that point, I'm single. I don't need to go to the movies with someone else. I don't need to go to dinner with someone else. Right. I don't need to do something with someone else. I need to fall back in love with myself. Because yeah. I felt out of love with myself and I put all my love into one person. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And when you do that, and when the relationship ends, then what? Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. That's, that's that whole feeling of feeling like you lost yourself because you don't know who you are and what you're doing without the person. And that's a that's a dangerous place to get to. It really. You know, RuPaul says that on See? the end of Drag Race. He says, if you don't love yourself, well, how the hell can you love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? But that's true. <laughs> it is. Because you literally cannot love someone else until you love yourself. Mm-hmm. So and you need to that- take back that power mm-hmm. that you lost. Mm-hmm. In a relationship, reverse really quickly. I learned so much more about myself during that time when I was doing stuff with just myself mm-hmm. that I didn't know about myself. Like I didn't know how strong 
I was or what I was capable of because I was so reliant on someone else. Like mm. there's always Julie Ann, somebody else. <laughs> oh, that's the name, child. My was, bad. Or even not even him, just in general. Like yeah. even after that, oh no. It was always Julie Ann, da da da. It was never just Julie. Mm-hmm. It was an aunt. I thought you were saying your name. No, like Julie Ann. Yeah. And did it. <laughs> I was like, Julie Ann, what? Like, just <laughs> so that was good that I was able to break away from having someone else's name attached to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's not a bad thing, because now I do have someone else's name attached to me. Mm-hmm. But we are also able to go out and do our own things. Yeah. Yeah. Be that unit again. So mm-hmm. we can be Julie and Brandon, but he can also be Brandon and I can also be Julie. Right. That's right. Major keys. So I have a question. You know, I have a couple more. Um, <laughs> so someone said, is there a timetable on the healing process? And what happens if you just never get over it? Okay. Therapy. So is there a- <laughs> period. Hashtag seek therapy. <laughs> There you go. It's the timeline. No, in terms of like going back to um, this idea of progress not being this straight upward line. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna have your good, your bad, your 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 um, your times where you feel like you you're really on top of the times when you don't. So putting a timeline on it, I don't think does anybody any justice. Of yeah. course, none of us want to be in pain any longer than we feel we have to, but if all you're focusing on is is by by this time and in, in three months I need to be over it, then you 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 may not be focusing on the work that you actually need to be doing in those three exactly. months. That's what it's about. Exactly it's the work. Because you could tell yourself, okay, I'm gonna give myself six months to get over this, and then you know I'm gonna just go. But the reality of it is, if you're just continuing on through doing what you're doing and not you know addressing it not talking about it not healing from it not looking at it Mm -hmm. you know and seeing what lessons you learn from it or you know how you want to have relationships going forward you know if you're just ah, la 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 Mm -hmm. you you know then you're not doing the work and so six months can come up on you real quick because we all know that after 21 you know you turn 28 <laughs> <laughs> I know time does this funny thing when you get older it yes. does <laughs> yes um, but you're right like and speaking of the work that actually reminds me of one of the one of the exercises I like to do the most with with um women um talking about like after a breakup and looking at dating is what I call the ideals list so like the idea is you can do this for any category of life your career your finances anything but I like to do one for uh, your, your future partner. So I always say, if you could wave a magic wand and create the perfect person for yourself, what would be all the qualities that this person would have? Everything from physically to personality to life circumstances. And you literally just make a list, a list of attributes. And what this does is one, it makes you think about it. Because what I've realized too, especially in our younger years, you don't do a whole lot of thinking on who actually is good for you. You just mm-hmm. find people, you're like, oh, they're cute. Oh, I like them. Okay, hang out. Okay, great. He made yeah. me laugh. And he so got then you, <laughs> you, you, um, you, so then you just, you, what you end up doing is just falling for whatever and don't realize there's an issue until an issue comes up. And then you 
you realize how far in you are into a situation and you're like, oh goodness, I don't know if this is what I want. So, and that's, and that's what the younger years are for, figuring that out, exactly. seeing what you like, what you don't like, what mistakes you do and don't want to make again, all of that. But then you come to a point where you, it helps you to be more deliberate about who you're giving your time and energy to. Yes. So I have people sit down and make out this list. So, you know, whatever, I want someone who, everything from, okay, they're tall to they, you know, are, they, they don't smoke or they live here, all, everything you can possibly think of that you, that would be ideal for you. Mm-hmm. And then I have, you, you do that because then by having that list written down on paper, it also helps you have it in your head. And so when you're meeting people just in general and you start talking to somebody, getting to know them, you can really start to have an idea of whether it makes sense to move forward with this person or not. Because if they're checking off a couple of things on my list, but not really some of the key things that I call deal breakers, mm-hmm. then I really might, I really need to think about moving any further with this person. Maybe this person ends up just being a friend. Maybe some person I cut off completely, but it really helps you to avoid getting emotionally attached, too emotionally attached before you're so far in. Because that's yeah. one of the things, too, that we find that, you know, people end up in relationships and stay longer in relationships than they would have or should have because they're emotionally attached to somebody who logically does not make sense for them to be with. Amen. Mm. Hey, yeah. and, <laughs> and, yeah, and that's where I always tell people, you know, your head and your heart don't always work in unison. So people will sit here and say, I know because of this reason, this reason, this reason, this person is not good for me. But I love them so much and I can't. And that no judgment. That's that's being human. That's emotions exactly. are what keep you connected to people. But you can love somebody who is not a good idea for you. It actually mm-hmm. happens all the time, every day. Literally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I think making that type of list is so helpful because you can be like, mm, nope. I got to go this way with this person. And it's accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're saying that you want someone that is nice, respectful, da, 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 da. But then on the, on the adverse, it's someone that when he gets mad at you, calls you out your name. Right. You know, how is that? How is that aligning together? It's not. And so yep. that makes you reflect and see, you know, maybe I, maybe I just wanted a relationship Mm -hmm. and so i'm just accepting whatever is handed out to me (laughs) so what about what happens if you just never get over it i can't chime in on that because you know i ain't i ain't had an ex that i wanted back so right (laughs) i think i might i think i might question whether it's impossible for you to get over it and what i mean is you may not have gotten over it yet for different reasons for a number of circumstances you haven't had the time or the process you know the availability to heal you haven't had the resources to heal they maybe just to back up as a caveat i'd like to throw over this whole conversation please unfollow your exes on social media please please just please do it (laughs) because what what i just thought about was this fact that like yeah things that can hinder your healing process are is like constantly having things thrown in your face about that person or what's going on with them or mm-hmm. it makes that healing process so much harder and so much slower and mm-hmm. i know it can be a hard thing to like click that unfollow button or that block button because again you're so emotionally connected to this person mm-hmm. so a party wants to know 
But I promise you that the healing process is so much smoother. And if you want to say even faster, when you can cut that part off and that may initially feels like another loss because you don't have insider access to that person's life. But my goodness, it is so important because you might be going a good week or two doing all right. All right. I got this. Boop, something pops up. On, I don't know. They got engaged. Oh no. Now we're here we go. You know, and, and that would be a natural, understandable human response, but why do it to yourself? And with that accountability, that, that is, that is on you to be accountable to your, to yourself to not put yourself in that sort of position when it comes to um, giving yourself access to that. So I say that to say like, so those sort of things come to mind for me of like asking yourself, are you, are you doing all the things that you can to help your healing process? And I say the things that you can, because there are certain things you can't avoid. If you have child, a child with somebody and they are in that child's life, you're going to see them and have to talk to them and maybe be, envir- and be in environments with them that you don't ideally want to do. And that's where it becomes important for you to create an emotional, emotionally safe spaces for yourself. So that's the whole, you know, what do you, you know, when you go home, what do you need to do to try to relax and get into a good headspace? Is it to do some meditations on, on, on how you want to feel rather than how you currently feel? Is it, you know, any, any practices, again, talking to, you know, people who support you and make you feel good unfollow them on social media, uh, try to stay out of their circles as much as you can, although some of your circles may overlap. Are there friends, this is, this is one, are there friends that are, how can I say, you became friends with them only through your relationship with that person, and so mm-hmm. you're still kind of keeping them around, but, they, but they're really more that person's friend than yours? Is there a certain boundary, like you brought up before, that you need to create between you and those friends? Are they really your friends? Ask yourself questions like this. Are they saying and doing things that are really helping your healing process? Like all of those sort of things. So, so to answer that, what if you, what if you just never, what if you just never heal? I think that you can, but yes, you may be many years down the road and not have healed yet for a number of reasons. And it might be helpful to take a moment to think of what might be, what are the things that have gotten in the way of my healing process? Yeah. And then correcting it. Right. My old therapist will say, and moving accordingly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I think this, uh, I have two more questions that are really good. Um, So how do you effectively communicate your past pain to your new partner? Mm. Let's see. Hmm. <clears throat> so <laughs> one of the things is you coming to terms yourself with your past pain because if you haven't been able to come to some sort of understanding and resolution around it the way you attempt to express that to your partner might not even be clear like if if you're highly elevated and emotionally triggered around it it might be hard for you to effectively get that across to your partner um not saying like now mind you your current partner might be a helpful part of your healing process mm-hmm. by all means you might gain support from that person to help you heal through the process but there's definitely a certain amount of you having come to terms with it yourself that i think is important so that you are 
not overwhelmed with emotion when you're trying to explain to somebody what you've gone through and what has hurt you and what has helped you. But the other part is ideally your partner being a, a good listener and someone who's open to hearing things and mm-hmm. not taking things too personally, right. all of that sort of stuff. About themselves. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, first, you know, again, there's a certain amount of healing that you're going to want to have done before. Again, we're talking about like going into a serious relationship with somebody because you, mm-hmm. you do want to be able to tell them, this is what happened to me. This is how I felt about it. Here's where I was. Here's where I am now. Like mm-hmm. that's how you would want to break it down to them. Exactly. I definitely, what were you going to say? I was going to say, what do you mean? Like previous pain? Like examples of like if your boyfriend cheated on you oh, okay. and so you have trust issues. Mm-hmm. Stuff like, like that. Okay. Yeah. Being able to just say that I was cheated on mm-hmm. and so this is what's important to me to right. trust. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know. Stuff like okay. Yeah. Um and even if there is like conversations that are a little difficult for you to have, you know it is important if you're thinking of being in a relationship with someone for because we're at the point where we're not dating just to date we're not in high school we're not in middle school no more like Mm -hmm. we're dating with intent and so if you are dating with intent you have to be honest and you have to tell people you know okay this happened to me okay i did this you know and just just keep that communication open because nothing worse than you know something having ha- happened in the past and it somehow comes to the future comes to your current relationship and then you're kind of like the person is blindsided like whoa i didn't even know <laughs> like anything about this you know so it's just important to be as transparent as possible Absolutely. you don't gotta tell them everything like oh we did this you know but you have to let them know what kind of things you're bringing to the relationship because we all come with invisible baggage and we just have to be as honest as possible about it. Yeah, give your partner and your relationship a fighting chance by letting them know what you need. Exactly. Exactly. And so I guess this will be the last one and it's kind of (laughs) long. So, (laughs) (laughs) take two. two. So, can breakups cause situational depression that should be treated by therapy? Next, if a breakup does cause depression, was the relationship healthy to begin with? And how difficult is it for a person to heal when constantly surrounded by people who are in relationships? Okay. So part one, absolutely a breakup can cause situational depression, 100%. It is a, yes, it's a, it's a situation that has occurred in your life that is, you know, negative that has, you know, disrupted you one, absolutely 1000%. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, Mm -hmm. that brings me to that thing too, of people giving themselves permission to grieve, like 
is a relationship something that's okay to go to therapy around or, or, or should, is a breakup something that's okay to go into therapy about? Absolutely. It's something yeah. that can sidetrack you. Um, the, sorry, what was the second part of it again about? Um, if, if the breakup causes depression, was the relationship healthy to begin with? Um, by all means that it's the, the breakup causing depression is not in the indication necessarily of like the, the, how healthy the relationship was actually like it say it was a re really healthy relationship and it was really good. And for whatever the, why, however, the breakup happened, you may be more depressed because it was such a great relationship. So mm -hmm. yeah, the fact that you are depressed once the relationship ends is not any indication of how healthy the relationship was. Those yeah. are in essence, two separate things. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that can go either way. Um, and then the third one was, can it be harder for people to heal if they're surrounded by people in relationships? Yeah. Um, I think this is one of those things that definitely is subjective to the person and the circumstances. Because on one hand, if you're surrounded by healthy relationships that give you examples and models of, of people supporting each other and, and healing, then it can be helpful. But by all means, I think especially it's also about where you are in your healing process as well. There may be a part of that healing process where, especially in the beginning, you initially can't really deal with being around other couples. And it's okay and fair and actually probably ideal that in those times that you need to feel you need to remove yourself or not be a part of that, that you give yourself that space and that time. Not feeling like you have to show up to every event, be at everyone's thing. Yeah. Ra rather than showing up, you being miserable, you possibly also affecting the energy of everyone, that, else. That everyone else there and just being able to say, thank you for the invite, but you know what? I'm, I'm good over here. That is, that is legitimate and fair. And I think sometimes also people, our friends and stuff have good intentions. I'm like, Oh, come on, you have to, why don't you? And mm -hmm. it is this, it's this balance that you have to figure out each step of the way when it is a good time for you to involve yourself in those ways and when it might be a good time to kind of be like, I'm not in that headspace right now. Give me some time. And that's okay. Exactly. Um, you know, for me, whenever I ended my little play relationship and I went to um, Sacramento, my best friend was engaged. And so her fiance was there they lived together, you know, but I didn't feel no type of way about it because one, I was already checked out. And two, you know, he's supportive. He's cool. He's a cool person. So right. being around them wasn't like, oh, here they go about to make out and stuff like that. <laughs> right. It was just like, oh, we're all hanging out. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just really depends on the people who are also like in relationships because right. there are some people that you can chill with and it'll be cool. But there's also some people that's like one day with their boyfriend, you good. Yeah. Yep. You know? So just distinguishing what kind of vibe you want to be around during this time. All right. Definitely necessary. Um, so I know that I said that was the last question, but this is in <laughs> fact the last question. Okay. So how, huh? Yes. <laughs> um, so the last question is, how do you not take your old heartbreak into a new relationship 
and not treat it the not treat the new person as if they are the old one so basically how do you get into a relationship and not treat your new boo like your old boo so honestly a lot of the things that we have said here this evening because all of these things are part of that healing process you need to you would want to have reached a certain level of healing before going into again a committed Mm -hmm. relationship with somebody you had mentioned that dating can be a part of the healing process but i'm talking about dating people there going Mm -hmm. back to those relationship categories but like hey i'm ready to enter a committed relationship i need to grieve my loss acknowledge my feelings do do my journaling on that talk to people who i trust and love and who support me again do self-care things if exercise is my thing that's my thing if taking a walk is my thing that's my thing you know if meditating on on things doing the ideals list so that you know qualities that you want in your future partner vision boarding about future things that you want yeah any of these things yeah oh and therapy if it's to that point where you feel like you really you know want that type of support and you need help processing mm-hmm. the loss and grieving it. Um, so I definitely agree because one, you you can't treat everybody as if there is someone that hurt you, you know. And if you are doing that, you got to seek therapy because that's just not realistic. Everyone is not the same. And if you do happen to choose, keep choosing the same type of person, that's another reason to seek therapy and see why is it that I'm seeking this kind of person to be in a relationship with. Um, So in general, just seek therapy, you know, to help with navigating breakups, to help with just your own mental health and wellness. Like, mm-hmm. I got my therapist, so I'm gonna see her next, next week. Yes, I, I, when I went through the, the breakup that inspired, you know, me really working with women in this way, the breakup that inspired me doing this course, which was from my older son's father, we broke up when I was pregnant. There, I went to therapy and and thank goodness I did. And actually I decided to go to therapy around that after I had done a whole bunch of healing on my own, but I started realizing I was having like these feelings of like hatred and things coming up. And I was like, "Mm, I don't like this. I need to to talk to somebody. And so, and I had already come a a long way when I went ahead and entered therapy, but it is one of the best things ever. And I really appreciated having that hour a week to talk about myself Yes. my issues my yes. concerns and focus on me so yes. all yes. of it yes so let's go ahead and check out with self-care what's some self-care that you are going to do to make sure you live in your best life um this week mm-hmm. i'll start with you fiance um I'm probably gonna get a haircut this weekend because I've been slacking a few weeks. Okay, let um, me know. <laughs> but since I got this spot, I was gonna add the, the last part of like a couple questions I was gonna chime in. Oh, oh my god, I'm sorry. Nope, not not there yet. He's gonna chime in, guys. <laughs> no <laughs> self care. What was the move? The same, not the last question, the question before last. It was like the question before the last one was situational depression, that one. Yeah, it was like four parts there, wasn't it? Yeah, situational depression. Um, if it break, if the breakup causes depression, was it 
healthy to begin with and is it difficult to heal with being constantly surrounded by people and relationships okay i can see both in, i was going to chime in on the last part that's probably i would say both ends the other guy because like one you can have them friends or like relationships and they're all cake and getting cupped up in the corner and you're looking like that used to be me, and you get like depressed for that reason. You do one plus right. two equals three. Right. <laughs> and then the other end is like, all right, he's in a relationship. Hey, your girlfriend got some friends. Like, you uh, can do the, you know what I mean? You're yeah. already trying to like get past that into the next one. So it could be, yeah, exactly. It could be, a, <laughs> it could be a plus or a minus depending on who you're friends with. Um, and what was the last, the last, last question? The last, last one was, how do you not treat your new bae like your old bae? Uh, okay. Shout out to bad boy PD, because that was his <laughs> question. <laughs> I was going to say, like, it was like an uphill battle like, as far as like, because I was going to say, like, on Twitter, it'd be like, is it really all niggas ain't, or is it just all niggas you deal with ain't? And, and she I, on it is like is either like you either picking like the same characteristics mm-hmm, you always right which you, know? you need to seek therapy to see why you keep mm-hmm. seeking that kind of person right you know maybe there was something in your childhood mm-hmm. that happened and that is influencing how you're navigating through life currently mm-hmm. and so right. seek therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and the last one before I forget the uh the timing part. Oh, timing. I gave myself, like, with everything, like tattoos, I give myself, like, I have an idea. I think about it for a year, at least a year before I get it. That way I know, like, I really want to get this tattoo. Mm-hmm. It's not a, especially something like that. Oh, God, if I just got or, tattoos, I thought about it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Say, right. so with, like, after the past experiments going into, like, I gave myself a year, like, I'm not doing anything for a year. Mm-hmm. I already made the decision I'm moving like I'm getting out of the state anyway so I'm not A, trying to lead anybody on mm-hmm. and B, I need to like be solo for a year just to like be live that existence of being by yourself for a year before you're trying to jump into another relationship instead of just being a serial relationship by relationship yeah. and you're not actually doing anything other than just going around in circles yeah I have to better yourself mm-hmm. you know because it's easy to become jaded from failed relationships. And so we have to do the work, period. Did you have anything that you wanted to contribute, Miss Julie? Because I didn't want to. <laughs> you know how I be getting You know how you be sensitive. <laughs> no, when Joe was talking, I remember seeing something on Tumblr. <laughs> you stay like, on Tumblr. <laughs> this was back in the day. I just remembered it. It was like how a guy deals with a breakup versus how a girl deals oh, with yes. a breakup. And the girl is like, it was like a timeline. Oh, yeah. Yes. But she's in the first month, yeah, she's crying. The guy's out like, hey, hey. I'm good. I'm good. The second month now, she's like binge eating and like watching Netflix or whatever. And the guy's just like, hey, I'm, I'm still good. doing it. <laughs> the third month, he's like, I wonder what she's doing. And now the girl is slowly. She's like working out. Right. <laughs> she's getting, getting her groove back. Mm-hmm. And now the guy's on her Instagram page trying to check mm-hmm. out what she's doing, X, Y, and Z. And now the roles are reversed because now he's wondering mm-hmm. what she's doing now. She's living her best life. And yep. she's back to how she was. That's where that toxic yep. comes in. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I was just about to say, hey, big head, what's up? <laughs> and that is where you hit the block button. <laughs> 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 Not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no closure in that. <laughs> but I think that is unfortunately how some guys feel, though. Yeah. And yeah. some guys don't care. They're like, ah, oh. <laughs> and eventually they might see like your revenge body and be like, Oh, oh, how you doing? You looking good. <laughs> how come you didn't look like that when we was together? Oh, goodness. Nigga, because you was taking me to eat every day. Right. What you mean? Two chilies. <laughs> two for 25. I said two for <laughs> Oh, God. And, like, that's the whole thing about closure. Like, if you're broken up with someone, you never know if they went through those phases. So, let's like, talk to them. But like we discussed, it's not necessary to talk to them because you don't want to open wounds. Like yeah. that wound finally started to heal. It's that to... awkward like thing that's on it. <laughs> now you like, let me pick at it. And now it starts yep. bleeding again. Yeah. Hey, you don't want that. <laughs> scab, that's there you go. That last closure happens. And you're like, oh, wait, is this uh, closure. Right? Y'all try to meet. Air talk, quotes. Yeah, talk in person. Uh, no, we need to have this conversation in person. Do right. you? You don't. You don't. Yep. You don't. Say no. Way, yeah. mm-hmm. Just say Let that no. wound heal. Yeah. It'll just be that awkward mark on your mm-hmm. body, but it's gone. You know it's there, but it's gone. Yep. You're in the phases of putting the last bit of cocoa butter on it and make that scar just kind of right. you're like, oh, no, I don't want right. even it out. <laughs> I don't cut myself again. No, I'm good. Thanks. Exactly. I'm good, actually. Thank you. <laughs> So does, does, everyone, <laughs> does anyone else have anything else to contribute? Um, with Nunu, actually, um, one of the things I had <laughs> talked about, Bring going back in. to the beginning, no, but you, you talked <laughs> about uh, like, <laughs> one of the things is like maybe accounts that we follow or things like that. Um, yeah, sure. yeah, I mean, because I, I, again, I found you guys, you know, through Instagram. And I'm always looking for different wellness accounts and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one is nutritionist.anya. That's the word nutritionist.anya. She actually is a um, good friend of mine, but she's a nutritionist uh, who works. Um, one of you had mentioned something about being, uh, uh, emotional eating. There we go, yeah. emotional eating. So um, just you know, the method that she uh, uses, which is intuitive eating, um, is definitely, I think, a really helpful way of looking at um you know health and body and weight and it's kind of a it's an uh, anti-dieting sort of thing and so anyway so that's just an account that I think is um a really useful one want to throw that out there I just followed her <laughs> nice so yes now we can end out with some self-care things we're gonna do to live our best possible life. Um, you're getting a haircut, you said. <laughs> what am I gonna do? I'm going to make sure that I meal prep on Sunday, um, just to make sure that I'm staying on track and then maybe get, get a hike in if possible. Um, it has been getting a little cold, so I don't know yeah. about that. But 
We'll see. What about you, Julie? I'm going to do my hair, too. You're going to do a twist out? No, I'm just going to put those twists back in. I'm tired of doing my hair. It's only been like a week. It, it hasn't been long at all. <laughs> like in the morning, I'm like, oh, I got 10 minutes. I'm like, no. No, you I don't. Because you got a spray spray. <laughs> <Right>. Lay, lay. <laughs> I'm like sitting there just like, oh, my alarm's going off. And it's like that annoying, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's time for me to leave the house. But I'm, I'm still haven't done anything with my hair. I do. So... I'm gonna self-care it up and do this hair. So and I get ready for your party. And get tables. Get tables <laughs> and uh, please get your guest chairs and tables. I don't know. Yeah, I need yes. to final because I was like, maybe you want to drink water. That's a thing. I'm over here like margaritas and jello shots. Didn't wow, think of anything no else. <laughs> water. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> all the all the dehydrated guests. All right. the dehydrated guests. I have to remember it's been since I was nine <laughs> since I had a party. And it was at the zoo. So the zoo kind of took care of all that other stuff. Right, you bring the zoo. We got a hookup on some, oh, no. some zoo animals. No, we don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So side note, my dad's cousin brings animals <laughs> to oh. random events. Oh, so wow. That's why yeah. he's referring to. Now, renewals, anniversaries, Because he literally brought all the animals reveals. to my parents. I mean, uh, what kind of animals? Girl, horses, a horse. Ducks. It we was some ducks. Back, right? <laughs> some rabbits. Wow. It was, it was a mess. Take the bison free of charge. Hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I'm about you, Tracy? What is your self care that you're gonna do? Um, let's see. Well, tomorrow is a what I call a home day. I'll be home with my son, so I won't. Uh, it's not one of the days that I work, so I'm gonna just hang out with him, the the baby, mm-hmm. and uh, watch some Netflix. Yep, that's I have my shows lined up. Um, and this weekend, let's see. I have a family event uh to go to and i have a wedding to go to so that'll be my self nice. you have yeah. a lot of things on your plate <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah i'm looking forward to it awesome so hopefully you guys got something out of this conversation i definitely want to thank tracy for reaching out to yes, us thank you and for collaborating and sharing her expertise with us absolutely thanks for Tracy, having me tell them your instagram so they can follow and keep in keep in touch with you um yes you can follow me at therapist.tracy so that's the word therapist dot t-r-a-c-i-e and if you follow my instagram you'll be able to keep up with things that i'm going to be doing over the next year i mentioned um a bitter to better course about healing from heartache um, and just some other things that I kind of have in the work to have some ideas about. So follow therapist.tracy. Yes. Awesome. So, you know, hopefully you guys got something out of this conversation that you can help and use towards your healing process and get that going. And, you know, as always, you can hike, 10 miles, run 10 miles, drink green drinks. But if you're ignoring the things going on in your head and in your heart, 
then you're still not truly healthy. So go on ahead and seek therapy and put your friend up on game. If your friend had a breakup, just send it to him. Just like, hey, friend, I love you. Send it. (laughs) And we'll see you guys next week. And have a great week. Bye. Bye.